This is the Media Week Industry Podcast from the people at mediaweek.com.au. Welcome to a new episode of Mercado and Manning. Andrew Mercado with God um, again, a diverse bunch of our programs today. Um, there's still a, a lot flooding out, keeping um, anybody interested in dramas and TV in general very busy. Um, I, I thought we might start with something we've talked a little bit about in the past, and you've seen it. I haven't yet to watch an episode, but Angeline, which has um, yeah. arrived on stand. Yeah, so I've watched the first two episodes. Uh, I believe I finally saw a review about it, um, which said there were five episodes because I was trying to find out how many episodes there were. Someone told me eight, but apparently it's just five. I think that'll work better as five than eight. Um, it's a kind of a strange show to get your head around, James. I mean, Angeline, for those people that don't know, was a pre-internet and pre-social media and before reality TV. She was plastered all over billboards uh, in Los Angeles and you could find her at a certain spot every day sitting in her pink Corvette. But for all this self-promotion, she never did become a movie star or whatever, Uh, and it's always been a bit of a mystery of who she was and where she got her money from to fund this exercise. So this is what the series is about, but the series is quite strange because it's shot like a documentary, which is more like a mockumentary, and you've got the actors, they're, they're arguing about the past. So someone says this happens and then Angeline comes in and goes, no, that's not what happened at all, and then you get this alternate version. And then the actors are also in this really bad old age makeup as they're telling the story today. And it, so it takes a while to get your head around that. Once it gets going and you've got it clear, I think we're heading to a good story. But for the first episode, I was kind of like, what is going on? Because the old Angeline, as played by Emily Rossum with lots and lots of weird plasticine on her face from bad (laughs) plastic surgery, she was so bizarre. I actually thought it was the real Angeline talking about her own bio. So I was a bit confused. But, look, I like it and I'm going to watch the whole thing. It's streaming on stand from Friday. Okay, now are they dropping one a week, do you know, or are they all there? Good question. I don't know. I okay. think, look, it's going out on Peacock in the US, oh, which okay. is a streaming service. So I don't know whether Peacock do stuff week to week or drop everything all at once. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, I want to quickly get to something we were both pretty excited about when we mentioned it last week, uh, Night Sky with Sissy Spacek and J.K. Simmons. Um, yeah, have you seen it yet? Yeah, I have. I have. It's, it's pretty spooky. Well, I tried to see it and it wasn't on my screeners list. So right. uh, maybe I'll have another look for it today. But how's Sissy Spacek? Is this one of her better ones? It is. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um she and um, J.K. Simmons play uh, Irene and Franklin uh, York, um, an elderly couple living in sort of semi-rural USA, um, and they've found a chamber in their property. Now, I, this isn't really a plot spoiler because what this this is sort of set up in the scenario, but the, the chamber, they go down there and it takes them into a deserted planet. <laughs> <laughs> 
So it's it's sort of science fictiony, um, and it's it's um, again it's, it's a bit like Angeline. You've got to get your head around this. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty bizarre. Now the story developed. That's that's not the big deal. The big deal is what happens with this planet. Do they and they're sort of they've never shared this this secret they have with anybody either their family or friends. So the plot develops from around that, and it's quite fascinating. Um, they've got a nosy neighbour. They've got children. Um, both um, Frank and Irene are dealing with old age. You know, there's that debate, look, should they sell the property and, you know, let someone else have access to this uh, planet and put themselves into a sort of uh, a care home. So it's pretty good. I mean, um they're both in a little bit of denial that they need to go into an old old age home yet. Like um, uh, J.K. Simmons takes Sissy Spacek into the doctor's one day, she, just for a regular checkup, and the doctor says, "Look, you haven't been to see me for a while." But then um, J.K. goes home, forgets <laughs> that she's there. You know, so <laughs> th- there are problems with his memory. But yeah, look, that's well worth a look. And look, it's very cinematic. It, it looks like a lot of money's been spent on this. The the effects yeah. are just are, are quite stunning, and just the quality. and And of course, the cast help that. I think if you you've got a sensational cast, it looks like you've dropped a lot of money on it. It's um it's pretty amazing. So look, this is on Amazon Prime, and it's uh well worth a look. That's why I couldn't find it to watch. I was looking in Apple. It's not an <laughs> Apple show. It's an Amazon Prime show. Okay, I'll watch it when it uh, loads. Yeah. Yeah. I was in the wrong place looking for it. There you go. Okay, okay. Um, something else, we don't always look at second seasons of things, but I think this one's worth a mention and we, we yeah. might have mentioned it upcoming, um, the s- season two of Hacks. Yes, yes. Which I devoured which... the first two episodes. I think Stan <laughs> dropped two uh, last week. I was thrilled to uh, find that there. And it picks up. I love it when a second season of a show picks up exactly where season one ended. And, you know, luckily it was just this one thing, this massive cliffhanger, and it's easy to remember, uh, and bang, they're into it and they're, you know, it's it's being resolved by episode two, I think, although with Gene Smart's character you never really know, right? Yes, yeah. I mean, the good thing I liked about it is it's, it's, they're starting fresh in a way, isn't she? You know, it's a yeah. um, she's she's you know reviewing her career. Um, that that's very funny. In those opening scenes, you see them driving through those streets of um, Las Vegas, and there's there's a she sees a big billboard up on the side of a building. She goes, "Oh, cool, you know, isn't it great?" You know. <laughs> then, then a couple of moments later, you, you realise that that shot, you see some workmen around the edge of it. She goes, you must be thinking, oh, maybe they're touching it up or something. And a little bit later you see them actually painting over it. <laughs> yeah. I loved all that stuff with the signage and all of that. And and the new thing for season two is that uh, Deborah Vance, uh, the character played by Jean Smart is no longer doing her Las Vegas residency. She's being replaced. So she's out on the road. She's going to work some new material in small clubs as she travels across America. It's a great premise for a second season. Yeah, I mean, I love too, there's that 
in her manager, the office friction in her management company between her manager, Jimmy, and, and one of his staff, Kayla. That's very, that develops quite a lot in that, um, at least in that first episode. And look, yeah. there's, a, there's a wonderful guest star in that first episode too, is it? Can we say who it is or should we leave it for people to um, look for it? Can you remember? Uh, no, I can't remember the guest star. Was it someone playing themselves? Yeah. A Las yeah. Vegas legend? At, at the, um, uh, Deborah Vance goes to a boxing or a sort of martial yeah, arts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I know who it is. I think we can say who it is because this guy is Mr. Las Vegas yeah. uh, ever since Liberace died. It's, it's, it's Wayne Newton, right? Yeah, yeah. He, but he, I mean, he, he looks put together, but he does look ageless, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, well, he does if he's got 10 tonnes of Botox in his face. You'd look ageless too, James. But he, yeah, you're right. He's very, very strange-looking, white teeth, perfect skin. And I've never quite understood what he, the appeal of his act is. He's just a singer-entertainer, but he, he seems to be you know, a mainstay in Las Vegas, but that doesn't necessarily mean he's that great. But, you know, he's certainly the the still the one of the leading guys in Las Vegas to this day. Yeah, well, I guess he's one of the sort of connections still back to that, you know, that golden age of TV, if you like, whatever yeah. they called it from the, yeah. would it be the late 60s, the 70s, the Tonight well, Shows, the sort of the... yeah. Um, you know, he was a regular guest. I'm guessing on maybe Carson. He would have still been on Carson, wouldn't he, back in the day? Probably. Yeah. Is that era? He certainly isn't um, the Jay Leno era. He no, was definitely no. a Carson man. Yeah, yeah. So, but anyway, yeah, that's on that's on stand. That's uh, well worth catching up. Um, look, if you haven't seen it, you could start from now, but you might as well really, you know, um, treat yourself and go back and watch the, the first yeah. season too. They're half-hour episodes. It's easy to get back into. Yeah, yeah, you can power through those. Um, let's tick off a couple of things on, on your little list you, you had for this week. Now, you, you quite like The Celebrity Apprentice, is that right, on, yeah. on Nine? Yeah. I'm a big fan of uh, Celebrity Apprentice. It's one of those reality shows I always make a paint point of watching every year along with Dancing with the Stars. And one of the things I think is really interesting about The Celebrity Apprentice is you have all these celebrities uh, and they all come in very full of themselves and, you know, they go into all these tasks um, prepared to, you know, show off how great they are. And, of course, some of them really become unstuck in this process. Having said that, it's a good cast this year, but I'm really not a fan of the first episode. They do something that I think is pretty unfair. They split the celebrities into an uh, all-male team and an all-female team, and the first task is a charity golf tournament. Now, surprise, surprise, none of the women play golf or know the first thing about it, whereas all the men, you know, yeah. They're all, oh, yeah, we've been to heaps and heaps of uh, uh, golf tournaments. Yeah, we know what to do. And I just kind of thought, wow, that just seems a little bit unfair. But I've only watched the first episode and I definitely will be watching more. And uh, it's, it's a really good cast this year. So I'm looking forward to seeing what comes next. Okay, yeah, Celebrity Apprentice. I think it's, it's Sunday nights on nine or so on nine now. Um and another season coming up of what's now regular on the ABC is You Can't Ask That. 
Yeah, so this is a series, you know, where a couple of people just sit in front of the cameras and uh, they basically answer quite curly questions sometimes and you'll love the title of the first episode, James, Bogans. So, yeah, that is uh, the first episode and, um, yeah, I haven't watched it yet but there's a couple of uh, categories in there I'm really interested in. There's... uh, uh, I'm going. It's all going to be available to watch on iView from next Wednesday, as the first episode goes to air. Okay. Now that first episode, Bogans, you said that's a nice segue, maybe, with all Is due respect, to go into Howzo's The Thong Warrior. It's uh, new on Seven Mate. Yes. So. Uh, no surprise, the Thong Warrior is indeed a reference to the Road Warrior. Paul Fennick's <laughs> going to be Mad Max on us. Um, look, you know, Howzo's, if I get to choose between Howzo's and pizza, I will take fat pizza every single time. Sometimes Howzo's is just a bit too extreme for me. And certainly that last series where they were all locked up in a house in COVID lockdown and everyone using the same toilet. I mean, the poo jokes were just (laughs) off the chart. This one's uh, a a lot funnier because this one picks up after lockdowns ended and uh, Paulie's on the run because he doesn't want to take the vaccine because it's full of 5G. It's pretty funny. And a new uh, guest star, you know, of course, in the past we've seen him use everybody from Ian Turpy to Gary Who to Amanda and Jonesy. Yeah. Very interesting casting this time around, James. Jordan Shanks, a.k.a. Friendly Geordies, and he's now playing that news reporter from a, <laughs> a show not too unsimilar to A Current Affair who's running around doing a story on uh, Frankie, not Paulie, Fennick, that's pizza. Frankie are uh, being the worst dad in Australia. It's pretty funny and I did really laugh. I particularly laughed at uh, people who watch Houses will know that there's a character in it who has a really uh, large bum that she <laughs> likes to work and uh, I really did have to stop myself from uh, laughing out loud when she used said bum to smuggle a whole bunch of items into a women's prison. You you have to see it to believe it, James. Yeah, well, that's for an acquired taste, isn't it, for the fans of of Paul Fennick. So, yeah, that's on uh, Seven Mate, and you'll be able to um, binge them, I guess, as well after the the series is run on um, Seven um, seven Plus. Let's jump into your sort of Mikado on TV segment where you look at um, a series, usually a great one, sometimes maybe not so great, but um, it's very appropriate now given the week we're recording this that we maybe talk about Party Tricks, a um, series you can watch now on 10 Play. Well, yes, it is. It's there. If you remember back to Party Tricks when it got launched, Asha Ketty was incredibly hot after Offspring. She'd won the Gold Logie. Uh, There was a moment there where they weren't real sure whether or not they were going to proceed with more Offspring because Deborah uh, Oswald, the writer-creator, didn't want to do any more. And I think in that void, they tried out Ashiketti in this new show called Party Tricks in which she was a Labor Premier 
and uh, she was going into a re-election and it turned out that the new leader of the opposition uh, from the Liberal Party was her former lover as played by Roger Corsa. Now, look, this show uh, didn't get renewed for a second season. Uh, it wasn't hugely, it didn't kind of land. Um, but I thought, think it could be worth having another look at uh, for a couple of reasons. First of all, to see the changes in politics uh, over the last 10 years. Uh, I think you'd see a real change in the way they were doing things just a few years ago. But more importantly, this was a series written by Michael Lewis uh, not Michael Lewis, Michael Lucas, who wrote The Newsreader, which we all agreed was probably the best Australian drama of last year. So it might be worth having another look at. I think it's only six episodes. Uh, great cast, party tricks on 10 play. Of course, it's from the team who, who brought us off spring, um, John yeah. Edwards and Imogen Banks. Um, interesting cast of supporting uh, characters too, um, one played by Angus Sampson and another one by Adam Zwar. I think from memory they were sort of backroom political um, sort of um, comms people or sort of, you know. Yes. Yeah. Pre <laughs> press secretary, movies. something like that. Yeah, 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 totally. That's who they played. Yeah. Okay, well, look, that gives me another segue again. Angus Sampson, he turns up in the cast of The Lincoln Lawyer. Um, wow. Now, you were talking about this. I saw it on Netflix last night. I was like, do I need to watch this? And I went, oh, David E. Kelly lawyer drama. God, how many hours of David E. Kelly lawyer dramas have we watched in our lifetime, James? Bloody hell. Well, funny you should mention that. Look, I've scribbled down a few of them, right, and it, it is a genre that has, has really, you know, paid off big time for him. So, look, yeah. recently we, we talked about his anatomy of a scandal which yep. was um, a bit of a break from him because it was set in the UK. He's usually Correct. very US-focused, right? All his stuff set in sort of in big cities, you know, dotted around the US, but this one yep. saw him working in the UK. Um, uh, well, I haven't seen this one, but I, I reminded when I looked up a Goliath um, with Billy Bob Thornton, which yeah, I think... Th Amazon Prime show, I think. Yeah, I think it was reasonably successful. Uh, Harry's Law was one, I think, uh, with Kathy Bates was yep, sort of yep. a, the lead in that. Uh, Boston Legal, of course, which ran for a very long time with um, James, James Spader, uh, William Shatner. I think Candice Bergen was in it too. Candice Bergen was there, yeah. Once she joined the cast, it was absolutely peaking. Uh, the Practice with Dylan McDermott was another one of his. And, yep. and also, you know, almost possibly his best-known legal drama, Ally McBeal with Callista Flockhart. Yeah, which um, yeah. did did very well. Now I think he was involved in LA Law too, going yeah, going I, back I, even I, further. I want to think that he was there doing some writing or doing something. Yeah, and it's yeah. interesting because you know at the time we would have said that Ali McBeal was a much bigger hit, and yet as the years have gone on, I think that people probably look back with more fondness now on that bromance between James Spader and William Shatner in Boston Legal. Um, I think Ali McBeal was very much of its time. I think yeah. it's probably dated. Uh, it hasn't aged too well, whereas Boston Legal, um, I, I, sometimes I see somebody talking about it on social media, I think very fondly remembered. But yeah. Lincoln Lawyer, how's the new one? Um, it's pretty good, actually. I, I didn't mind it. Look, it's very US. And we've talked before about these shows that, I don't know, they're just, they don't have the sort of um, 
atmosphere that a lot of those UK dramas get. It's a it's a bit shiny. It's a little yeah. bit plastic, if you like. It doesn't seem to have the emotional depth that a lot of UK drama seems to be able to exude and, and build um, with that sort of X factor they have on. Just not quite sure. But, look, uh, Mickey drives a Lincoln, hence the name, the Lincoln Lawyer. He's been out of practice for a couple of years. He comes back in. He's got a couple of ex-wives who both work in law, um, Becky Newton and uh, Neve Campbell plays the other one. Um, and a solicitor he knew, was friends with, dies suddenly, and the will of this solicitor, they it's revealed that he leaves his practice to the Lincoln lawyer. So all of a sudden he's got a, a, a thriving business again, some very high-profile cases, and he says, look, okay, I'll, I'll jump back into law and I'll give it a go. Um, this is a very high-profile murder case it starts off with. So, look, it, it's well worth a look. Um, the lead character, is it Manuel Garcia Rufo? Rufo? Don't know much about him. Um, but, but, look, it's pretty good. Look, after about 25 minutes, Angus Sampson turns up as Cisco, sort of an investigator who, who works with Lincoln Lawyer to sort of help him on his cases. So at least I think Angus is in at least a few episodes. I'm not sure if he'll be a regular every week. But, look, yeah, look, I, I, I found it interesting. Um, is it the top of my must-watch? No. But, yeah, I'd be happy to go back and um, watch a few more. You know, I will watch it for Angus Sampson because we love Angus Sampson. <laughs> but you know what? We've got one of David E. Kelly's legal dramas. What? And I just looked it up. Picket Fences. Oh, right. Picket we Fences start- was this great show on 10 in the 90s. Tom Skerritt was the sheriff. <laughs> Kathy Baker was his wife. And uh, Aussie guy Costas Mandylaw was another cop oh, with yep, yep. Tom Skerritt. And it was this little town where Ray Walston was the judge from My Favourite Martian and Five-ish Finkel was this mad Jewish, you know, really out there lawyer. And th- this show was really out there. The, you know, there were cows exploding uh, from methane and all sorts of stuff. So, yeah. Um, okay. Look, I wanted to mention something that's... Um Still in this crime genre and working with the law, but this is about true crime. It's a it's coming to nine on Sunday nights. Million dollar murders. Uh, it's from the team at Full Box, Brian Cockerell and Jerry Coy. And look, they've yep. worked in this genre for quite a while. Started with Tough Nuts, I think first, which um, used to be on Foxtel on I think Crime and Investigation. That was um, nearly a decade ago those episodes started. Um, then that sort of morphed into Australian crime stories on Nine. Um, and now they've got a – this is a, a six-episode run, Million Dollar Murders, and each episode investigates a, a murder that hasn't been solved yet. And it's one where the police are offering a million dollars to anybody that can come forward that sort of will help them. And apparently the – Law enforcement people find it quite an incentive for people, not surprisingly, if there's a million dollars on offer, they often get leads and and it digs up evidence that they've sort of haven't been able to unearth previously. So the first episode's called Amanda Fight. Uh, it's about the murder of a St Kilda sex worker and it's um, oh, yeah. fa- it's fascinating the um, uh, what what they've sort of dug up. They've got uh, Deborah Wallace is a 
as an ex-New South Wales uh, police person um, who they're working with for the first time. And wow, is she got a great screen presence. And she leads this investigation. She she speaks to the sister of the um of the, the the murder victim. And by the end of the show, they've come up, they've they've tracked down the son of the murder victim. And he's amazing, just the way he speaks with some clarity about the impact it's had on his life, um, what his his memories of you know, the case and how he's hoping this program might lead to sort of, you know, wow. some further further developments. But it's all, it's really well put together. There's a character called the Homicide Whisperer, another former policeman that they um, come up with. And, uh, yeah, it's just fascinating viewing. So six episodes are uh, coming to nine and nine now million dollar murders. They Was love you- a bit of true crime on a Sunday night, don't they? Nine and seven. Yeah, it's it's really a uh, competitive uh, spot for them, don't they? They go very much go head to head with their um, crime shows on Sunday nights. Um, now, something else that um, it's a bit of a theme this week, isn't it? Uh, crime and true crime. And this one sort of mixes both. It's a series called Clark on Netflix. It's a Swedish series. I actually watched the dubbed version because that was my default option when I put it on. I thought, yeah, look, I'll stay with this because there's there's quite a lot going on and I and I the way this show is put together, it's very it's almost like an MTV. You know, back in the day there was they branded things MTV if things were there was lots of cuts and edits and it jumped all over the place. This is sort of an MTV docudrama, if you like. It, um, it plays the younger brother of Alexander Skarsgård um, and it stars the younger brother of Alexander Skarsgård playing Sweden's most notorious gangster. And um, it's, it's just fascinating. It starts with a bit of black and white. It starts with, he's called Clark, of course. The, the character's called Clark and it's also the name of the series. It starts with his birth. <laughs> very sort of graphic scenes of the the hospital sort of um I guess it's back in the 60s of the delivery room might even be the 50s wow um, and and then there's this voiceover Clark gives a voiceover through a lot of it and he says look this is based on truth and lies it details a little bit of his youth as a 10 year old I think he loses his virginity um, and then he says he's also earning um also earning more than his mother and father back then from his sort of the, the little sort of scams he had going as a kid. So it's pretty interesting and it sort of sets the scene of why he sort of, why his life went off the rails, if you like. But it's not a, um, he's not looking for sympathy. It's very, it's very, um, it's, it's, he's never apologetic for what he did. He says, look, this is just me. This is what I did. But it all gets pretty serious pretty quickly when, um, when they're, I think before they've even committed a crime, one of his friends shoots a policeman and that sets off his sort of run-ins with authority over the years. He has he, he got lots of jail sentences. There's a couple of very high-profile crimes that he was involved with in Sweden and, and he's really a household name in Sweden. But it's, uh, it's quite fascinating. At, um, Clark, I think there's just six episodes, so it's, it's well worth a look. Okay, so Clark, C-L-A-R-K, not Law Clark, C-L-E-R-K. Is it C-L-A-R-K? Correct, yeah, C-L-A-R-K. 
Uh, it's on Netflix, and it's um, yeah, it's <laughs> it's a bit of a wild ride for sure. Okay. Um, look, that just uh, about brings us to the end this week. There's a bunch going on. Look, I, I I might leave you with the fact that we're going to have a special episode next week. We've got a special guest lined up. I don't want to jinx it by giving it away this week uh-huh. uh, because we haven't recorded it yet. So um, we'll we'll see if all that goes according to plan. But we'll be back with that one. Anything sort of on your radar for the week ahead? Uh, yeah, uh, RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars are Friday on Stan, and this is not former contestants. This is former contestants who's won RuPaul. This is all All-Stars, my understanding. So, yeah, Stan's going to be big on Friday for the gays. Come for Angeline, stay for RuPaul. <laughs> and we didn't – did we mention five bedrooms the second season? No, we didn't. We but didn't. Yeah, so- if you don't have Paramount Plus and you liked Five Bedrooms, it's making its free-to-air debut. The second season is uh, screening on 10 on Wednesday. Yeah, and in a way that's sort of a – it's part of that Melbourne um, scene. I mean, it has got connections back to Offspring, doesn't it, I guess? It does, yeah. So form it, some writers, some actors, Cat Stewart's still there yeah. in both shows. Yeah, it's a great show. Um, uh, so, yeah, uh, there are a few people who were upset when they found out the second season was uh, streaming on Paramount+. Plus. But if you're patient, it comes to you at, for free. Yeah, it's an interesting business model. I, I'm, I'm not sure how it will impact if audiences realise that, look, domestic uh, dramas, Australian drama that's commissioned for um, subscription platforms eventually turns up on free-to-air. Maybe they're going to start questioning whether they need to invest in those um, those costs for that to keep subscribed every month. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right, Andrew, look, great uh, talking with you again. We'll be um, back next week to do it all again. 